Hello and welcome everyone to episode 75 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I was just, <laughs> I was trying to make up a fancy intro, but uh, this is episode 75, which isn't like a milestone milestone, but it still kind of feels like one. Yeah, it, it, it's know? certainly because we also like finish up at chapter 350 <laughs> so it's yeah nice even numbers all around well kind of yeah even numbers all around but yeah it's it's crazy to think how much progress we've made and i i can't tell you exactly where we'll be in 25 episodes because you know movies in the middle of that all that as well yeah. but it, it feels like we're moving it, it feels like by the end of this we'll probably be done with this arc which is i weird. have a good feeling that wherever we land on for episode 100, since we're kind of in the ballpark-ish, eh, uh, maybe actually, you know what? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. But one thing I do know is that uh, since we hit chapter 350, and uh, if any of our viewers or listeners remember where you, Derek, where you left off reading One Piece originally, well, you'll you'll know that we're about halfway to that point. That's so weird that... Yeah. It feels like there's like a massive amount of content after I stopped, you know, stopped where I did, which was around, what was it? It was uh, uh, Punk Hazard, you said, Punk right? Hazard, that's it. I was somewhere yeah. in the middle of Punk Hazard. And yeah. that's, it feels like there's so much more after Punk Hazard, but it's only, only 400 chapters. Granted, we haven't even reached 400 yeah. chapters yet. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that, that, well, not, not to get ahead of ourselves, but like, it's like you only have like four arcs after. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild just how long, just, much longer these arcs get yeah it's just that two of those four arcs are the two longest arcs of the whole series <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so Th- there's actually a lot of one piece news coming up because i i don't want to spend too much time on it but we got our first trailer for the one piece netflix oh yeah i totally forgot that happened <laughs> yeah it, it, we're a little bit ahead of everybody else so this will come out way after the fact um, as far as when the you know the, the trailer premiered, but I'm you know not fully sold on or anything like that. But I'm also like not thinking this is trash. This is just sort of like that's about the best I could expect from a Netflix One Piece live action thing. And for that, you know what? I'm giving it a chance. I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, which is saying something because yes, you, you see a, a lot, lot of these, these other live I do action. Hate. <laughs> This is this should be a like the ultimate anime that you just can't get right. It's too cartoonish yeah. for that. And I don't know. It might come together. Yeah. We will, we will I appreciate see. that they're leaning into it. Like it it's weird. <laughs> that yeah. trailer is weird. Uh but in in a way that they're not like kind of shying away from the material or like trying to be too like coy or ironic with it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, we'll have to decide what we want to do with that cuz theoretically I mean at the very least, we might just talk about the first episode and go from there and see if we want to cover yeah. more. Uh, just as like a, a, a you know special one-off in the middle of what we're, what we're covering, which is going to be hard, but eh, we yeah. do it for movies. But I feel like to be somewhat relevant, even though we'll probably be a little bit behind by the time it actually comes out. Yeah, there was a... I don't think it was officially announced, but there was kind of a leak going around for how long uh, it would be. I mean, it, it kind of like if you if you've been following the casting, you you know where they're going to end it. But mm-hmm. yeah, as far as like episode count is concerned, I don't know. We'll have to see how we approach that. If, if I remember correctly, it's basically the entire East Blue arc, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, typical seasons anymore, like ten episodes. So yeah, that's, it's, that's it's a lot that to cram in. 
Yeah, yeah. It, we'll, we'll we'll see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But we have some uh, major stuff to cover. <laughs> like, holy yeah, crap. Yeah. This is live action One Piece season four. Yeah, <laughs> man, uh, that'd be f- fascinating seeing how they handle all this. <laughs> My gosh, uh, this this what a set of chapters! And I, you know, I'm not going to build it up. Let's just get into it with chapter 346, yep. the Ninth Justice. As we see that Kadatsu has truly become the Blue Sea boss, as he stands behind a counter with some milk nearby. Yeah, <laughs> good, good for him. I mean, you know what he's. This is. This I'll is speak set, to your manager. Yeah, this, this is <laughs> set up. Yeah, this, this is obviously set up because you know we finished Gadatsu's story on this, and well, we'll get to him. We get to it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Survivor Forty Six is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we actually get into it, uh, the, the chapter proper with uh, last time Zoro, Nami, and Chopper were all getting chased by the carpenters because, well, they got stumbled into the middle of all the hectic nonsense. And fortunately, Zoro used the back of his blade. And they're just a mountain of bodies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's about right. That that looks, yep. but yeah, <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're, you know, headed off the, towards there and Nami's leading the way and Zoro still gets lost. <laughs> Of course, yeah. <laughs> or it's just like he's like you know, Chopper's like this way. <laughs> so I was like, yep, we're just in the complete opposite direction now. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but as far as Luffy being trapped under those weird metal donuts, I guess uh, he's able to use his rubber body to squeeze out, and uh, he frees Polly, and uh, they're they're on their way as we see are members of CP9 confronting Iceberg and all of them are characters we had met before because, yeah, it turns out it's uh, Luchi, Bluno, Kaku, and Kal- uh, Khalifa, right? I believe her yeah. name is, yeah. Yeah, I still find B- Bluno to be the funniest one of them all because he, he had, like, one scene. <laughs> yeah, he really didn't get as much set up as the others. <laughs> <gasps> it's Bluno! Yeah. Oh, oh no, not Bluno! Never would have expected him. Although I guess that also is kind of effective because he just seems like like some random background character. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but as we learn from Lucci, Lucci, uh, now that he doesn't have to talk through Hitori, has gotten much more chatty. Like he is. Oh yeah. <laughs> he is talking. He's been like saving it up. Crazy. <laughs> he talks like this entire chapter. <laughs> yeah. He talks to most is. of the chapters. <laughs> I mean, I, I find it a little bit ironic, you know, since they're all about, like, you know, government secrecy. And, you know, you, you know, you get to this point in the storytelling where it's like, let me tell you everything that we're about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have they, they totally plan on killing him. Like, that's. The, oh, yeah. And so that makes sense. I get the feeling it's like, nah, we've been saving this up for five years. We need a release. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, that's that's my general feeling from it. Although I get it. Like, it's like. Man, they're not really good secret agents, are they? As far as like keeping their mouth shut at the at the final minute, uh, kind of like how uh, we always gave Koro hell for messing up his plan for all that setup. But oh yeah, they seem a little bit more effective at making sure their stuff is under under wraps. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's the thing too. Is we'll, we'll get to like they came prepared. So oh yeah, the, <laughs> you know every what? aspect the, is set. 
yeah, this is their victory lap, so mm-hmm. I can I can allow it. <laughs> and it's also it's also very crucial information for the reader. So <laughs> yeah, we we need to know this because we finally learn more about what Cypherpole all is. There's CP1 through CP8, which is all public knowledge, uh, and they're all top intelligence ag- agencies stationed at bases around the world where they seek out information as the government orders them to. But there's also the secret CP9, which shouldn't exist and. Basically, they can't operate under the open because uh, they're just secretly serving the government's justice. And, you know, if that means killing civilians, they're allowed. Oh, yeah. So that that's why they're secret is that we're allowed to execute them, which is. Yeah. Well, so I love what we're getting into is really more and more of like we're getting a bigger picture into how the, the Navy and the world government operates. Just because, like, we've only been able to see bits and pieces of them, but like, we're like, they're basically just as corrupt. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> kind of the vibe I'm getting. You know, they're just kind of like, oh yeah, we can just. I mean, because it, it, it's ironic, you know, that they're all like, ah, you know, we are the ninth justice, blah blah blah. I was like, oh yeah, we could just we could just kill people. <laughs> yeah, and even Iceberg is quick to point that out. It's like a just killing is not even possible. So mm. stop that. And it, and there is, as Lucha mentioned, not everybody in the government agrees with this. There is some reconsidered the way of thinking, but. It also has others being like, yeah, we should grab that weapon for ourselves and put an end to this age of pirates. Just yeah. end it. I mean, I do love like the, the kind of back and forth here between between Lucci and uh, Iceberg, you know, where, you know, I, that, that zinger at, uh, on the next page where, you know, Iceberg is like, I just know human nature like about, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like if you give anybody, it doesn't matter if it's pirates or a regular person or the government, like if you if you. Let, if you let that weapon into the hands of anybody, you know, it will get abused. Like, it's a very, they're, they're each one of them's kind of like their perspective on like power and humanity, I think is very illuminating here. Yeah. I, I it, it makes you like Iceberg all the more. I especially love that cutting line. It's just boy. And he just gets, you know, gets yeah. a kick to the face for it. But, <laughs> ah, man. <laughs> it's, it's pretty. Ah, I love Iceberg for that. You know, despite despite being shot, uh, he's not having it. <laughs> yeah, he Iceberg's been through a lot, but he's he's definitely standing up to it. Lucci has a theory about the whole nature of the fake blueprints because Iceberg had guessed that a, a culprit from was from the world government, and so he had leaked the whereabouts of the fakes. But Lucci's like, well, what if you had, if it had been somebody with a grudge? If the blue real prints would lose their owner and cease to be handed down, you know. You're definitely smart enough to not let that happen where it just doesn't work out. No, the reason that you've been so confident with this is because the blueprints are already in the hands of somebody else. Uh, and they use Kaku able to like hold, like measure his heart rate in order to confirm this. And we get it's three, like a lie detector. <laughs> yeah, his own lie detector. And we get three very interesting names here because yep. even the fake blueprints had names of designers written on them Tom, Iceberg, and Cuddy Flam. And the company's name was Tom's Workers. So in their research, they had dis- they discovered they you know learned that Tom only had two apprentices. This legendary shipwright Tom was the mate, was the leader. Then there was Iceberg, and then there was another uh, apprentice uh, named Cuddy Flam, who apparently died eight in an accident eight years ago. At least that's what they're meant to believe. And it's like, oh man, we are getting into some. Like we're not getting everything, but it's enough to be like, what is happening we're getting a with lot. this? Yeah, yeah. I do want to point out um, the thing I really like about like where Lucci starts his conjecture is that it is all information that like the reader also could have put together. Like his his sort of guess is extremely reasonable. That like 
anybody reading this would come to the same conclusion. Like, but, but he's working off of the same amount of information that we are at this point, where it's like, yeah, you know, you could reasonably, like, you know, if you had the blueprints, you could have just, like, obviously, you could have sent them on to somebody else if you were uh, in the situation. Exactly. And four years ago, uh, they, they remember how a certain man passed through the gates, and he's like, that was the only time he gave his real name. So... We actually know for a fact, or at least we're going to confirm it thanks to this lie detector, that Cuddy Flam is alive and well, and he's here in this town, changing his name to Frankie. There it is. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I knew it was coming, but it was also, that is such a good reveal to bring in Frankie of all things. It's this random chaotic force. But yes. it also adds extra context to... All of, his, of Frankie's conversations up to this point, the whole his reaction to Iceberg getting attacked, his discussion in the bar in the bar, uh, in the bar with Kokoro, where he's hearing about the possibility of CP9 and what that means for the blueprints, like it's amazing setup and payoff. Yeah, because yeah, it just he knows, and you even see it like. Just like the little throwaway lines where uh, even Iceberg talking about Frankie before, you know, he had, he had a very kind of a very kind of knowing um, kind of uh, context to it. Yeah. I mean, his, his dep- deposition is what made them like, eh, he's just an oaf. So we don't really uh, take him into account. But based on all we've seen, all we've learned of these fake blueprints and your pulse. Yeah, I think we got this right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then what a fantastic way to end because we finally go back to the others as they're all running towards the door. Nami, Chopper, and Zora heading towards the door. Luffy's ran into the, the wrong room, so he's in the uh, room next to it. And basically all the, the, the CP9s getting ready to kill Iceberg when all of a sudden both the door and the wall starts cracking and in yeah. comes all of them as they're like... <laughs> All right, chaos is here. <laughs> yeah, even even Zoro was like Luffy. <laughs> Robin's like Luffy. Like everybody's surprised. It's 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 ah, it's yeah. good. In in any other set of chapters, I think this would be my favorite uh, two page spread. But this is my second favorite of this of this section. <laughs> I mean, but it's still it's it's pretty hype. <laughs> yeah. I, I, a lot of that chapter is Lucci talking, but it's su- it's such interesting information. It is a very text-heavy chapter, and I've summarized yeah. a lot of it uh, just because he really does work his way through the thought process. Yeah, which I think really shows off like Oda's confidence as a storyteller at this point that like he's kind of and it's not. I I know more because I, I remember more about this arc that like this is a lot, but like it's not the whole picture still. No. <laughs> No, so not at all. It, it really, it feels like Oda is just giving you as much as you need to know at any given point. Mm. Um, for, and, and it's just an incredibly patient storyteller <laughs> uh, while also being incredibly meticulous in just all of the little pieces. And so just, I mean, that that's what we've been just kind of like ranting and raving about uh, ever since we got to Water 7. Like it's just the, the way that this story is plotted is so brilliant. <laughs> I mean, we just got a ton of information, but we also have this other set like who's tom what what yep. was the accident that t- basically t- t- changed cuddy flam-, flam into frankie and you know presumably made him a cyborg uh right it's, it's- 
Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's a lot of elements here that are just sort of so well placed. And well, now it's time to start learning fear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With chapter 347, Six Powers, where Gadatsu has a realization. He's not the boss of the Blue Sea. He's a bath attendant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> womp womp uh, yep i i'll give my final thoughts on the next chapter where it finally when it fully finishes off but that, that's fitting <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that is fitting but into the chapter itself luffy and the others have all arrived through two separate walls and luffy immediately just shouts out to robin like okay found you good uh and just like Everybody else is like, what the heck is going on? Right. Polly in particular is just kind of like, uh. <laughs> I spent five years with these people. What What's going on here? Why are you the ones dressed up like that and trying to assassinate them? He, he's just really trying to pr- process it. And Luffy's like, oh, right. The, the other ship rides who with you. The guy with the pigeon. <laughs> That's what Luffy always remembers. And so I was like, all right, the square nose guy. So the assassins were inside the organization. It's just like, oh, no, that's that's not good. And again, they're so confident they're just going to kill everybody. At least Paul, uh, the, the Lucci is. Like, yeah, we work for government intelligence. All that time we spent together, we might have been comrades then. But to make us believe it, I could smash an iceberg's face to prove it to you. Oh. It's like, oh, go cold. <laughs> well, I love the first thing, the first reaction that um, Apolly has is like, all this time you could talk just fine. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's just like not talking through the bird, which is kind of perfect. Like I, I, I don't know. I love that. Uh, he d- tries out a new attack, which is called pipe hitch knives, which basically just daggers woven into his his ropes, and doesn't matter. Lucci just negates the distance and bam, finger into the chest, finger pistol. Uh, hey, you you remember that part, uh, like right when we got to Water Seven, where they kind of had a little argument and and they had a little tussle. It was it was kind of even. <laughs> yeah, that was not even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So somebody was holding back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. Because apparently CP9 has been trained in a martial art that goes beyond anything we've seen to this part. Uh, that apparently makes the human body equal to a weapon. Six powers. And a master of this art is as strong as a hundred men. Oh dear God! <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is uh, this is no devil fruit. <laughs> no, as, uh, yeah, I think in this chapter we kind of get like the full the full demonstration, um, and and we've we've been kind of been seeing them in bits and pieces um, over the course of the arc. Yeah, here and there, 
And poor Polly's still trying to process all this. Like he's remembering drinking with Lucci and having Bluno serve them and shouting at Califla and having uh, Kaku try to calm him down. It's like he was friends with all of them. Yeah, you feel bad for him. And he's like, yeah, we're going to kill all of you. <laughs> that, that's all Lucci's all about. And Luffy, time to step in uh, with his gum gum gatling. But Lucci uses a technique called Iron Body. And nothing, none of it affects him. And and this is the um, Bluno uses too against against Talstone, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. We see it. We see it again. So we've gotten finger pistol. We've gotten iron body. And next we get shave, which allows him to disappear, close the distance in such a fast moving trajectory that he's fa- able to finger pistol Luffy in the neck. This is the most Dragon Ball ass technique. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I mean, to the, to the point that they use the same sound effect in the anime. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. As Luigi points out, if he wasn't made of rubber, Luffy would have died instantly because of a hole in the neck. But Luffy, yeah. hanging in there, still is able to rescue Pauly, get him closer to them. Luffy's just like, you're a pirate. Why are you helping him? And Luffy's just like, I made a promise. <laughs> He's You're a traitor, and I made a promise that would trash whoever's trying to kill Iceberg. So I'm helping him out. And that's like, yeah. once again, somebody made a promise to Luffy, and that's all it takes. <laughs> And look, if Luffy sees somebody betray their friends, like, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But before that, it's time to ask Robin, what the heck is going on? Why are you with the government? And all she bluntly says is, if I'm going to make my wish come true, I can't do it with you people. That wish will be never fulfilled. So I will, to accomplish that goal, I'm going to make any sacrifice. God, it's so fascinating. We, we still basically know nothing. <laughs> no, we have no idea. As much as uh, exposition, exposition as we got about like CP9 and the government and all that, like Robin's role in all of this is still just like a complete question mark. Yeah, we, we don't know anything, which is honestly kind of the almost a bigger mystery that pulls us in. Like there's the whole stuff with water seven, but we still have all these crew inner politics. Yeah. Trying to figure out. Although I think the, the way iceberg says like, you know, he's like, are you crazy? Like, do you understand what you're trying to do? I, I, I don't think, I don't know. It, like Robin, I, I guess like iceberg is assuming that like this has to do with the ancient weapon. Mm-hmm. The thing is we've seen her divert from the weapon before. So it's something else, obviously. Yeah. But we yeah. don't know. And she even refuses to tell uh, Zora what that wish is, what she's really yeah. trying to do. So, yeah, it's it's all kind of up in the air. But they're like, yeah, it's uh, I, we're going to interrupt this. Uh, we have to find somebody. And there's only two minutes until the mansion goes up in a flames because, you know, fire is really good at erasing evidence. So, uh, you know, if you want to leave, you probably should do that soon. But uh, you have to kind of get by us first. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, I love how the chapter ends with Ch- uh, Luffy just declaring, I don't buy it as far as Robin being their en- uh, their enemy. Yeah, he, he still believes in her, which... <laughs> I mean, I think that, with, that it reminds me of lot. Nami. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? You like, try to get rid of him. You're, you're clearly not telling us the whole story, so I'm, you know, I'm going to continue to believe in you. Mm, good stuff. Apparently, nothing major from the Question Corner itself, although there was a mention that uh, it was around this time that uh, Oda got married. Oh, well, congrats to him. Yeah, that's a, that's a patient wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, my question is, how the hell did he find time to date while doing all this? That's that's for any manga call. How did they do that? I've got that. 
that does remind me a, a quick quick aside uh there, there's a, a shonen jump manga called bakuman uh that's about making shonen jump manga that, ha, that has a little bit of that of like how hard is it to make a uh make a manga win jump while you're married <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm it's, guessing it's pretty hard yeah, there, there's some there's some ups and downs to that. It's of course very very exaggerated, but that that just that's what that reminded me of. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, let's get to chapter three hundred and forty eight, fighting power, and our final volume where we've established the accidental baths and on Hot Spring Island, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice place, but uh, Gidatsu was used. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a it's a it's a fitting in, you know what the, he's used in a very wholesome way, uh, but is also is very illuminating to just how how kind of dumb and pointless this character is. Yeah, I mean, it really just I don't think we'll ever see Gidatsu again. I don't think it really applies, but it gave us a chance to see the Alabasta crew a little bit and. I mean, it ended up more wholesome than Wapple, but, but Wapple certainly made out better in the end. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, either way, it's still nice to be to like to see what former villains are up to, and and it's usually something very silly and uh, just kind of lighthearted and fun. Mm-hmm. As far as ranking, I feel like I'd place this below Kobe and Helmeppo. Yeah, I think I think this is. Maybe just because I really don't, I have no feelings for Gadatsu whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. So, and, and, and there wasn't really anything that to kind of like uh, redeem isn't quite the right word, but just like ingratiate what, yourself you know, to him, right? Yeah, like what is interesting or kind of like charming about this character? The answer is nothing. Yeah, he's just silly for silliness's sake. There's nothing really behind it. Yeah. So well. Not not all of these can be winners. I'll be really interested to see uh, what the next one is because I, I really uh, I don't remember. I really I honestly my first time through the series I kind of ignored most of the the cover stories. So. Oh, that's that's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the most in depth. Uh, honestly, even even the ones running in the manga now I usually kind of ignore. Oh wow! Like, I'll, okay. read, I'll, I'll read the su- I'll read the summary when it's done. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, into it itself. Everything's about to go up in flames, and we got to fight our way through that. Time is ticking down, and Robin's actually the first to leave. She's like, they're just like, yeah, you fulfilled your role. Good work, and away she goes. And here's the crazy thing about this chapter. We've already seen Lucci, uh, and Mm -hmm. we've seen demonstrations of Lucci's power uh, hinted at before this point. It just seems like he's big and bad. And then here comes Bluno. It's like, okay, Luffy can at least take on Bluno, but no, they all have yeah. this power. <laughs> yeah, everybody has everybody has the six powers, and they all seem uh, kind of like even. I, I think it's it, it would probably be safe to assume that like Lucci's the leader of the bunch because he was the one doing all the talking. So I don't know. Like we've got Bluno, who's the guy basically out of nowhere. It's like, all right, yeah, Luffy can. Uh, yeah, is he gives him a good kick in the face, and Iron Body is just completely. Uh, ineffective and then then we see uh, I think our fourth power which is paper art uh, where he just sort of flows like paper and dodges everything Uh, it's crazy like they all have that base set of powers and it's like oh no (laughs) that's a good way to raise the stakes without devil fruits is like everybody just (laughs) is just like a super martial arts master yeah and we actually get the rest of our our six powers as well. We have Moonwalk, which is 
we saw they, earlier. They have a freaking double jump. Yeah, we saw yeah. earlier. Yeah, they have a double jump. They they are at the end of uh they they all played the Metroidvania. They've got all the power set. <laughs> they've, they've collected all the powers. I just had an I, I realization. This entire time, ever since Luffy met Kaku and saw Kaku go off to the ship, he's been trying to replicate going around the city like Kaku. Oh, yeah. He, he and he's never been able to do it. He's always kind of failed at it to some degree or yeah. other. He's, he's made it work, but he's always definitely less graceful. The reason Kaku can do it is because of all these abilities. He just subtly implements them. Yeah, yeah. And and we even saw that, again, I, I, I keep forgetting if I pointed this out in the show or not, but when that, that first encounter with, with Lucci and uh, and Pauly, like you, you actually saw Lucci use the finger pistol uh, to sort of like, that, like his fingers went through the concrete yeah it was sort of like your hint I, I i love how sort of relatively subtly that all of these powers have kind of played a role in these characters absolutely and our, our final pot power is tempest kick which is so powerful that uh, zora has to tell chopper and nami to get down and it yeah. cuts the wall in half oh boy <laughs> like holy crap yeah, and, and, well, I love even like after that, after seeing that Zoro just goes in. <laughs> yeah, goes in and is. Uh, I I think we have his rival for this one because yeah, yeah. Kaku pulls out pulls out more of that shipbuilding stuff to use as a sort of makeshift swords, and I I do also like this bit of dialogue here where it's like oh they're traitors so maybe Kaku said you know is is lying about what it, what the, about the Mary and he's like no no. I'm not lying. That is all seriousness. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Like any type of hope that you get from the Mary is immediately dashed and go to sticking to it. Yeah. Like, no, no. It's sort of the like, Mary no, we is gotta, doomed. Yeah. <laughs> we got to address that. Like they, they were actual shipwrights and that, that's the, I guess like the scary part, you know, <laughs> the, the government conspiracy is, you know, Oh, they're all, they're all among us. Mm. Uh, it's just like, they're, they're all, you know, hyper competent at their jobs, but also hyper competent government agents. And that's, Ooh, that's scary. But yeah, it's Zoro and Kaku are dueling it out. Luffy's getting up trying to stop Robin from leaving, but she takes off anyway. Zoro is actually able to cut uh, one of Kaku's blades, uh, and it seems to be doing pretty well. Hey, yeah, Zoro can cut steel now. Don't, don't got to worry about it. <laughs> ah, he gets a little distracted saying for Luffy to go after Robin, and he gets a finger pistol to the chest <laughs> yeah that that line from kaku is so cold you don't need a bullet to puncture the human body <laughs> oh god kaku should not be as cool as he is he really shouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> oh god i mean let's be honest outside of bluno i think all of them are cool <laughs> yeah yeah honestly even even bluno has he, bit, he's on that line. He's, he's cooler line. than he his, should be. Yeah, <laughs> his design is definitely the goofiest of the three, which is Sangson with Kaku yeah. there. But he's still there's still that air of coolness to each of these guys. Yeah, and just like the the suits is just such a good look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody makes it work. But yeah, Luchi's there to stop Luffy. Just has him by the face and won't let him go. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Oh. Yeah. And then toss it into the wall. 
Like they are getting dismantled. <laughs> this is the this feels like the most out of their depth that they've ever been, even more so than Inaru. And maybe just because there's <laughs> there's more of them. It, it yeah, it, it's it's definitely because there's more of them, but even so more more so than Inaru because the thing with Enaru is that his lightning gave him a lot of leeway over people and you know, yes. his, his mind reading ability. That's what gave him his threat level. But Luffy, once we saw Luffy negate that, then he wasn't actually that he was strong, but not super strong. Yeah. This is the power that's negating Luffy's attacks that he cannot stand up to it. And that's weird. It's, and it's, yeah. it's not even, it's not a devil fruit. It's just a martial art that they trained themselves in, which is insane. Yeah, and and this is this is we are now seeing what the government is capable of after kind of, you know, just about the whole series of them kind of kind of being just kind of cartoonishly incompetent. I mean, and we saw kind of glimpses of that like, you know, there was Smoker and uh, of course like, you know, meeting Alkiji. He's, he's an admiral, so admiral, so of course he is going to be top level, but mm-hmm. here we have just kind of like your typical secret agent. <laughs> yeah. Secret agents versus this. And even uh, Lucci points that out. It's like the world government's most elite fighting force versus a mere band of pirates. Yeah. And it's like the full extent of our powers is classified and you know, you would never qualify and it's like, ah, it's time to go, but I get a chance to show off. So I'm going to do that. Lucci's <laughs> kind of, he, he's kind of a show off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely a bit of a show off and we get indication that, Oh no. Oh, he has yeah. a devil fruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was that? We said, yeah, <laughs> they <didn't> have devil fruits. <laughs> well, they didn't need the devil fruits. They weren't using the devil fruits up to this point. So that means they were even more powerful in Lucci's case. And yeah, I mean, Bluno, we know has the door door fruit, which isn't, I don't know what you use that in combat wise, but yeah. Who? <laughs> Crazy set of chapters like so far. Yeah. Just, like oh my goodness. Again, we we went from so many early One Piece where Luffy really wasn't that challenge challenged that much and we haven't really seen Luffy get stronger. He's always just it's always been ingenuity that's allowed him yep. to uh, either beat enemies or just this pure grit that gets there or he's just naturally stronger than them this this feels like the first real wall he's hit beyond just yeah. having to deal with a, a lo, uh was it uh logia right yeah yeah power and who i think what i appreciate so much about this is that it's like we are finally kind of seeing the missing piece you know uh, between like fighting other pirates or just kind of other guys like mm-hmm. this is we are finally seeing what the government is fully capable of, like when when they want something and what kind of lengths they'll go to get it, which really like doesn't make them that much different from pirates at the end of the day. But, you know, no, I mean, between uh, between Aokiji and now CP9, it's like, oh, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of like kind of finally feels like, ah, yeah, they're they're no slouches either. <laughs> but it also makes you wonder, like. How strong was his white beard? How strong was black, uh, not black beard, but how strong was gold Roger? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have a few things in SBS we, uh, I wanted to address. I like the uh, the question about um, the, the abilities of devil fruits that appear in the anime and the movies. And uh, Oda just clarifies, it's like, oh, there are script writers that make those up and they... The only my only role is they ask me if uh, they can have they can use that. And he's like, 
he's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Or AI hey, plan to use that, so you got to choose something else. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Got first right of refusal, basically. Yeah, <clears throat> I, th- I think that makes sense, and honestly, works yeah. out to the anime's benefit too, because they don't want to overstep. This will probably become interesting a bit later once we get into the movies that are like the way that people describe them, uh, because because Oda has more involvement with them. It's sort of like the actual events of the later movies aren't canon, but the things revealed in them can be canon. Does that uh, makes okay. sense. Yeah, like they don't take place, but the uh, the lore of them exists. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you, I feel like those sort of kind of cross into like, okay, well, Oda's involved, so he's he knows what he's doing in terms of like weaving kind of the elements into the story, and and there are there are stuff where uh, from the movies where it's like. The references that show up in the manga are very, like, obvious and very immediate. Um, but there are others where, like, it kind of takes you a little bit. And it's, like, even even in just, like, the last two. Um, <laughs> no, in the, the the last chapter of the manga that just came out, like, confirmed something that was a weird throwaway line from the last movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of a, like, a, oh, that was weird. And then the manga went, like, ah, <laughs> that's why it was weird. <laughs> you know... It's probably a good idea that we started watching movies then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> kind of worked out. Yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to point those out when we get there. Oh yeah, and then one last little thing. Uh, whose whose nose is longer, Usopp's or uh, Kaku's? Usopp, just because his is rounded. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they're the but, same but length. The fact that they're the same length is mo- yeah. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> that raises more questions than answers. Yep. Uh, I'm just not worried about it. <laughs> but yeah, chapter 349, Ordinary Citizens. And we're back to our animal escapades. Not much to talk about it for the, any of these, but yeah, you know, we're back cute. to them. And yeah, fire in, in the Galley Law Company. This building has, has been going through a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just, the way that this is all wrapping up, where it's just like, it's, you know, everything. everything's on fire. Everything's in chaos, literally. I, I love the, um the darker shadows and the increased contrast to like show that like the light from the fire is kind of, is kind of reflecting on like all the people inside the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is at night right now. So it's just lighting up the yeah. entire sky. Exactly. Uh, at this point, they're, they're all, they want to try to get the icebergs room to try to save them and see what's going on with the pirates and what the heck's going on. And I, I like that it's Chopper who's freaking out the most. Cause he understands the abilities. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and yes, I wasn't like I did not remember that they revealed Lucci's devil fruit this early on, mm-hmm. and he is big. He is big. <laughs> He's. I feel like big, even bigger than like later appearances. Or maybe I'm just like uh, remembering it differently. Like uh, later in the like as the arc goes on, like I feel like does it get shorter or is it just like a dramatic thing or I, it might or am I just like angle? misremembering? Yeah, it might be the angle too, but he's massive. Yo, gosh, <laughs> he's a big boy. And we got our cat, cat fruit leopard model. Yeah. Speaking of Koro, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah, you you had the audacity to call yourselves the black cat pirates. Yeah. And here's what I love about this uh, more than anything else, because up to this point, the Zoan type seemed to be kind of the weakest. Still good, but how do they compare to the others? Luchi shows that they no, <laughs> they're powerful too. Yeah, well, I, I 
it's interesting. I didn't catch this the first time. Like the the line where you know he says like the more you train, the more your power is amplified, which is just like okay, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. But like he actually demonstrates this um, with like he uses the tempest kick, which we saw kind of like break through a door. But like while he's in you know uh, leopard mode, he, his tempest kick demolishes the entire building. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think. That didn't register for me the first time, just like the difference in kind of like power. And Oda makes sure that, to that, show that because you can see the a previous cut in the wall. And then you yeah, see exactly. his. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that Chopper's like, oh, God, carnivorous zone types are much more fero- grow more ferocious when they transform and they're more powerful. And he, even uh, Lucci breaks it down. It's like, while there are many unique abilities, a characteristic of zone types is the ability to strengthen your own physical abilities. And as you were mentioning before, and I, I like that we're like Oda is demonstrating all this. And now I'm thinking back, have we met a carnivorous Zoan type up to this point. I we got bull. We got uh, like a bird. I don't hmm. think we've seen. I think this might be our first carnivorous Zoan. Yeah, and that I guess that might be just like what makes him different um, to the other ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm certainly. I can't think of one off the top of my head. No, not off. Yeah, not off the top of my head. But that's that's a cool detail I missed the first time around. Yeah, same. Things are not looking great for the crew because the that debris from that Tempest kick was about to land on Nami. Chopper Chopper pushes her out of the way, but he gets crushed. Poor Chopper. Oh. <laughs> Polly tries to rescue Iceberg, but of course, of course stopped by the uh, CP9. And I got to feel for him. He's like, even after all you've done, I still feel like we're comrades. And Luchi's just like, yeah, not mutual. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, buddy. And Luffy does get a punch in on him. So if you can catch him unaware, yeah. it's kind of like the whole situation in um, Skypea. Yeah. We can do damage, but it's like not like major Cause damage. They, they, yeah, because like with a, with something like the Iron Body, it seems like they have to kind of concentrate. Or they have, yeah. to, they have to actively focus to put it on. Uh, seeing kind of further the demonstration of like the six powers while Luchi is in leopard form. This time he uses the finger pistol on Luffy and it goes straight through him. <laughs> Poor Luffy has been which, impaled so many times. Yeah, which is that to me, that was the point where I was like, oh, God, yep. <laughs> like you, you saw it, you know, it kind of bounced off of him before. But now it just it just went straight through. <laughs> yeah. And it's and this is the end of the fight. It's yeah, he takes the punch. It. Finger pistol impaled, and then just tosses his ass out of the out of Yeet. the room, and just says <laughs> off the island, which yeah. you know might have actually happened. We don't know because Zoro tries to step in, and he, this time he is ready for the Iron Body, and he kicks Zoro away, and he Zoro does land in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And I guess there is more water right now because of you know the whole Akalaguna thing and yeah. rising, as we see later, but. Uh, yeah, that's how you write a good villain is to you know just like you completely demolish established characters. But I am like in in shock and awe at how completely demolished they got. That didn't not even a single chance. Yeah, like even, it wasn't like that first close. confrontation with Crocodile where he's like saw like that little uh, spark of hope. The only thing we get is yeah. we got caught under unawares, which I'm not sure is enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just oof. And the fires rage on. They find an, the, the people outside find an unconscious Nami, and they're like, "All right, well, we're gonna arrest her so, and make her tell us where the others are." And as the fire burns, we see that Iceberg and Polly were both tied up in the flames. Although there is one little spark of hope, thanks to our good friend. Oh gosh, what's she? What do you call her? Tyrannosaurus. 
Tyrannosaurus, Tyrannosaurus, that's it. Tyrannosaurus <laughs> might be able to save the day. That's my only spark of hope here because otherwise these guys are burning <laughs> to death. I mean, like we mentioned before about the, the, the Kuro's plan and him ruining it at the last time, moment. And yeah, Luffy spoke up a lot. But from all appearances, Luffy's dead. Zoro's dead. Nami's unconscious. Chopper's dead. He doesn't know. They don't know about Sanji. Yeah. Uh, Usopp's doing his thing. Robin's on their side. Things are wrapped up, and even Zenshin's like, yeah, Nami's alive, but nobody's going to accept the word of a pirate. Yep. For all intents and purposes, they did it. <laughs> they succeeded. <Yeah. laughs> oh, and just even, I don't know, God, I, I love that that last little bit where, you know, where they're like, Iceberg, you may have been a, a brilliant master shipbuilder and a mayor of a great city, and then just like that page turn, and they're just all standing in front of the burning fire. This is mm. no ordinary citizen can defy the will of the world government. And now it's off to t- to find Frankie. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is this is the spread I was talking about. This is my favorite one from. Oh, the it looks so good. It's simple, but it yeah, looks it's in- awesome. It's incredible. Just yeah, it's it's all just like black and white ink. It's it's beautiful. Ugh, and and it. now they're off to to go look for uh, Frankie. So yeah, uh, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, things are things are not looking great for frankie i'm not, I'm not really <laughs> sure about his favorite capabilities of standing up to all this but we, yeah we, i don't we'll know he, he went toe-to-toe with luffy so it's true like he did go toe-to-toe but i mean luffy didn't really fare that great and there's four exactly them, so yeah yeah <laughs> it's not not really looking super great here but that's yeah. what makes it exciting it's just like oh my gosh how are they how are they going to get past this <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, chapter 350, our last for the set, The Warehouse Under the Bridge. And again, these five chapter arcs work out so damn well for us. They really do. This is some much needed co- uh, comedic relief, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I yeah, I love Kokoro as sort of this mysterious figure watching over and sort of seeming to know more than she lets on. Yeah, I, there's something about that image of her wa- like just drinking herself into a stupor watching the whole city burn. <laughs> yeah, and just her saying, like, this city's had some bad mojo for some time. I hope Iceberg's all right, but he's been hiding things that don't belong in this or any world. And it's like, what do you know? <laughs> yeah, Kokoro's up to something, like, knows something. I don't know. <laughs> huh. What is she? And then we get them air stepping or whatever they called it to just going across the city all in their full outfits. And uh, I prefer to call it wave dashing, wave dashing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the Frankie family is about to have a bad time because they're still doing the whole yep. plan of like, hey, we have Usopp come to this uh, come to this spot if you want to save him. And, you know, they're having some co- comedy relief about uh, how <laughs> what the message actually is. Lucci shows up, has a mask. It's like a like a paper mask. Kind of, I guess. It's, it's very odd. They're, they're just all dedicated, like really beating up Usopp at this point. <laughs> uh, they say they see Lucci is like, ha, what a joke. And uh, Lucci is like, so where's this warehouse under the bridge? <laughs> It's well, like, I, oh, I love, these, I, these poor fools. He's just like, if you want to live, you have three seconds to answer. <laughs> and seeing what he just did to Luffy, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's not doing so well. But yes, this warehouse under the bridge, this Frankie's Hin base, is actually on the neath, northeast shore in front of the garbage dump. And you see this little <laughs> door there. And we just go back into Frankie where it's just like, 
you're breaking my heart. <laughs> and the girls are crying too. It's like, you split from friends with you travel with from the East Blue over a ship. So Usopp's just like, why are you crying? It's like, no, I'm not crying. <laughs> yeah. Frankie, yeah, he's so good. I, I love this. He, he tries to <laughs> he, he tries to break out into song, play his little guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, and Usopp is just continually like annoyed by them. I, I yeah. I don't know. This dynamic, this sun dynamic between Frankie and Usopp is amazing. It's wonderful. <laughs> just not what you'd expect from this whole situation at all. And even just the silly lines from Frankie is like, I've cried so much, I'm exhausted. Not that I was crying. <laughs> I, I love that um, he, he sort of kind of, I feels like he's kind of recapping things for folks too. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's kind of like talking to Usopp. He's like, I guess you're pretty mad about the tw- uh, 200 million. Uh, and not to mention the major beatdown we gave you. He's like, ah, <laughs> what happened happened. There's no point in holding a grudge. Uh, and he's like, oh yeah. Also, by the way, uh, we spent all that money. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, Interesting of Usopp to sort of just like it's whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, he's he's. It's weird that he's on the other side of this, but it, it, I don't know. Seeing him and Frankie interact is really great. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's him trying to grow because he's like actually Frankie's saying I'll, I'll clear this. I know it's Frankie. I thought there was Usopp saying all this, but Frankie's like, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. cl- clear the slate too. Uh, you know, yeah, I wiped out your crew's fortune, but don't forget. You destroyed my home, sweet home, and, and and factory, and wiped out most of my underlings. And he's like, "No, no, you jerks are going to pay." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, he gets it's, angry again. It's funny, like Frankie recapping what he did to Usopp. He's like, "Ah, whatever," and then he's sort of like going through. Well, that's what the Star Hats did to me. And he's like, "I'll kill you." <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what the translation, like original 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 uh, thing he said in this section, because he's like. Eh, we should just uh, call it Hannah Banana and shake hands on it. And they're like, no, you mean even Steven? Yeah, that's it. Even <laughs> it's like, there, you know, there's some sort of Japanese phrase that we don't the, know. The, there's something. There. Yeah. I think, God, between that and like earlier on in the chapter with the other Frankie family guys, they're just kind of like, uh, uh, you don't like something about emotion and sinking them in the ocean. It's just like, you guys are just bad at words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. And Frankie even says, like, uh, hey, don't, if you don't know what you're going to do, be my underling because I've taken a liking to you. And Zor- uh, Usopp's just like, nope, I may have quit my crew, but I'm still a pirate. And uh, Frankie's a little upset about this. He's actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get a bit more in- uh, information about Aqua Laguna and Water 7 itself. Because this happens once a year and it comes up to the second floor of the houses. So if you're in the back alleys or out in the Cape, you wouldn't last a minute. But that's why he took the ship there. Um, so he actually re- did rescue Usopp in that case. And the problem is, each, each year it gets higher and higher. The water level keeps rising. And we actually get a flashback to what Water 7 was like beforehand, where it actually is land. And it's wild how different it is. Yeah, actually, I didn't take note of that. <laughs> Just it, it, Yeah, wow, there's so much more land under it basically just like all one big complete island but the ocean's risen to the point where it's a water metropolis instead and all the sidewalks are canals and they even further explain it's like the sea level's not rising the island is sinking in just a few decades the town's completely unlivable so that's that's an interesting aspect of all this yeah and it's sort of that um i mean as we'll see here it kind of like 
it, it brings context to the the whole C train thing at the beginning, where it was like that was kind of like how it's how they get around now, basically. Yeah, because Frankie explains that um, before that, uh, this waters were so rough that it was impossible to nearly impossible to make trips between islands. So they're just like we could be wiped at any moment, and then all of a sudden. The Puffing Tom that we met at the beginning of this arc is what saved this town and all made possible by a genius shipwright named Tom, which we've heard now, about before. Yeah. And now we know that Frankie was one of his apprentices. Yeah. And ah, man, it's just like a nice little puzzle all coming together. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. There's something about like that expression you see on Frankie's face talking about Tom. Like it, that feels it feels very kind of nostalgic and very different compared to just the, the kind of crazy goofy guy we've uh, come to know and love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, the case. I, I feel like I feel like that expression says a lot about his relationship with Tom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Uh, but um, yeah, we have the Frankie family trying to run away and nope, they're utterly wiped out but they have the location of that warehouse and they're ready to go after frankie i mean i didn't think that bondage gear would work very well against the finger pistol but it's nice to have that confirmation (laughs) well there you go our final two pages again breaks it all down what are you going to do about uh, after fixing that ship and uh usopp's just like oh yeah we're just going to go on more adventures and someday i'll go back to the east blue my home uh my hometown I won't have circled the globe, but it's been to the Grand Line and back, and that's enough to qualify as a triumphant return. I'll be able to hold my head high, and Frankie's me like, no, you won't be able to get back to the East Blue. It's too far. And they're like, what? Yeah, when I hold the ship up here, I got a good look. That ship is done for. Galley Law is correct. And it's just better to scrap the entire thing. And Frankie's like, all right, I'll help you take it apart. And Usopp's immediately like, no, you're not going to take it <laughs> yeah, apart. Uh... And, that's, <laughs> and that's where we end. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's interesting getting that confirmation from like another perspective, and it, it's sort of like kind of now we've we're seeing it, uh, you know, it's in the hands of a professional ship dismantler, so it's kind of like oh god, you know, this is kind of the worst situation that they could be in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and I mean it's an interesting place to leave it, like we're like. CP9 is ready to come to them. Everybody else has been taken out. Usopp there certainly can't take it, take, take one. It's just like, it honestly feels like nothing can really stop these guys at this point. The only, like, like wild card we have, yet again, is Sanji. Yeah. <laughs> what is he cooking? <sighs> Good question. I did want to mention again about the, the Mary. I do find it interesting, too, that, like, through just, like, kind of little side conversations... Like Oda has gone out of his way to mention twice, just like no, no, we were right. Like the Mary's done for. Like no matter mm-hmm. no matter what other kind of plot things are happening, like we have had characters re-emphasize uh, that the, the Mary is beyond repair, despite despite Usopp, you know, trying to save it. It's uh, man, a very very text heavy set of chapters. This is dense, but it's fantastic stuff. <laughs> it just draws you in. I mean. On one hand, I love that we're able to read through all this. On the other hand, I I love to see old forums back in the time when this was coming out chapter by chapter. Oh, it must have been painful. Yeah, (laughs) but what an arc. And we're not even really that close to the the end. No, (laughs) we got a lot left to cover. (laughs) 
I think it's like 370, 375 until we're uh, done with the Water 7 itself. Oh, my goodness. And that's not even the end. So, yeah, we are in it. Plenty more to cover, but <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. But yes, with that, I believe we've said all we've wanted to say about chapters 346 to 350 of One Piece. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at Bitner Games on YouTube, or Bitnerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you at? Uh, I am at Brandon Bovia on Twitter, talking about uh, anime, manga, games, and my job. And uh, yeah, it's just been kind of just more of that. <laughs> so follow me if, yeah. you're, if you're into all that <laughs> stuff. You know, You know the deal. Absolutely. And if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 351 to 355 of One Piece. Until then, my friends, bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. Galilaw's main office. Such a terrible thing to do. What do you mean, Granny? Did someone start the fire on purpose? Well, I can't really say for sure. But usually, when I get a bad feeling, it turns out to be right. <laughs> <laughs>